Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Good morning, Bristol. Hey, Asher's dressed up in the suit this morning. I don't know what you're. I don't know if it's a suit. Actually, it looks nice. Looks it's nice. Just a, it's just a quarter zip and a uh, uh, sweater vest. You know what typical what your typical financial advisor is wearing. Yeah. Well, yep. Asher, you just got back from Orlando, Florida, watching the Olympic trials, right? Or is it Orlando? Yeah, it was in Orlando. Sure okay. was, man. Yeah. Um, crazy couple of hours. I wasn't even there for a full day, really. So I left after work on Friday, made my way down at about, started the drive at like 5. Mind you, it's an 80-mile drive between Tampa and Orlando. And I didn't end up getting in to like 8.39. Jeez. So that sucker was, that Interstate 4 between Tampa and Orlando is the busiest, is one of the busiest interstates in the United States. And it's because all along that road are all these theme parks and amusement parks that everybody knows, like Disney World, SeaWorld, um, Magic Kingdom, you name it. They're all right there. <laughs> so it was like stop and go traffic the whole way. But anyways, I ended up getting there and uh, I met up. I don't know if anyone else on this podcast listens to this other running podcast. It's more about road running and track and field called the Let's Run.com Track Talk podcast but anyways i've been a big fan of theirs for a number of years and they mentioned on a podcast that week that they were having a little get together in orlando and so i was like thanks son i gotta go meet i gotta go meet these dudes because you know you see them on the podcast and you kind of revere them and um just kind of, i'm sure <laughs> i don't know if we have fans of the same caliber but we might and i was basically like I got to make my way down there and see these guys. So anyways, I uh, I had planned on going up to Saturday morning, but because this was happening, I was like, I'm just going to go down there. I didn't have a place to stay. I just threw my bed in the back of my truck, yeah. a couple pillows and blankets. I still see them back there, dude, because you're filming, yep. you're recording in your, <laughs> yep. in your truck. They're back yeah, they're all back there. <clears throat> and I was like, you know, maybe I'll meet some meet some people there that have got an extra room or, or like a couch I can crash on. Cause actually on the let's run forum, somebody had mentioned, Hey, if anybody needs a place to stay, I've got an extra bedroom, but unfortunately it had already been taken. And I was like, man, eh, maybe somebody else will invite me into their home. <laughs> Just showing up there and meeting everyone. Anyways, I get down there and, um, it's a bunch of just, you know, runners, a bunch of guys. I met the hosts, uh, Weldon Johnson, Robert Johnson, and um, Jonathan Galt. And they were all pretty pretty cool. Uh, it, was, it was weird to see them in person uh, versus on a podcast or, like, you know, a video screen or whatever. But uh, so I ended up talking up some dudes and end up 
So two guys in specific. So it was like a bunch of older guys and even some people that worked for like Saucony and um, Brooks. Like there were some pretty high up running world people. It was kind of cool. But these two younger guys, they had flown in from, I think, Minnesota. And the other guy was from New York. So anyways, they ended up not offering me a place to stay. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to find somewhere to sleep. So I go back to my truck after this, after this is all done. It's like, I want to go right there. Podcast one star for that. No, I'm just messing. Nah. <laughs> I I really, I had no right to have an expectation that somebody was going to offer me a place to stay. Like I literally brought it up casually and was like, yeah, I'm down. I'm just going to go probably stay in my truck. So anyways, ended up sleeping in this parking lot that was probably <laughs> probably less than a mile from the start line. So anyways, it's like 4 a.m. So I've been getting up at 4 a.m. pretty consistently. And so like I naturally wake up at that time now. So it's like 4 a.m. And I'm I'm kind of planning on sleeping in because I stayed up till 11. And I start hearing like these these trucks beeping. And like people coming in for the volunteer, like set up the parking for the Olympic trials. And, um, so I like wake up and I'm like looking around, I don't really see anybody doing anything. So I'm like, I'm just going back to bed. So dude, I had these dreams. I had two dreams. The first one, I dreamt that there were these huge, like, um, construction trucks coming through the parking lot to set up for the marathon. And I was, my truck was parked in the way of like the way that they had to go. And so they kept hitting my truck and they flattened like <laughs> the entire front of it in my dream. And I was like, oh no, man, like, I should have just moved. <laughs> and, uh, so that was the first one. It was so lucid. Like I thought it was actually happening. And then the second one, I dreamt that somebody opened the back of my truck and grabbed my legs and pulled me out. And so... <laughs> I'm like having these horror, like, these nightmares about, you know, bad stuff happened to me in this parking lot. But anyway, <laughs> after I like get up after that second dream, I look around I'm like, all right, I'm probably good to go back to sleep. So I go back to sleep and um, I get up at probably 630 because I'm like, I want to get up before it's light. So nobody sees me crawl out of the back of my truck <laughs> and like, and like, you know, I'm having to dress myself and all that. And so. I open the back and I see that there, there are people in the parking lot that are like setting up the parking. And so I, I like casually get out. I'm kind of like minding my own business. Uh, I was planning on leaving my truck there and actually walking to the start line or walking to a coffee shop to do some work um, and then walking to the start line. But so I get out and this guy from the other end of the parking lot, he starts yelling at me. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm like, I, so I kind of look uh, I'm like, is he talking to me? And so I just kind of like keep. I keep doing my stuff and uh, he yells again. He's like, Hey, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, he's definitely talking to me now. So he, he, he walks over to me and uh, he was like, you work in this office building. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, no, I actually live over here. I just straight up lied to his face. Oh, Asher, bro. I know, I know, I know. I know. And I, bro, I repented of it afterwards. I was like, I should have just been straight up with him. But, uh, he was like, you were in this office building? I was like, no, man, I just live right over here. He's like, oh, you live over here? And he already knew I was lying. And uh, he, I was like, yeah, yeah, I live over here. He's like, okay, well, you need to you need to move your truck. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll, I'm moving, I'm moving. 
And he's like, as he's walking away, he's like, he's like, I shine my, he was a foreign guy. He's like, I shine my flashlight in there. I saw you sleeping. I was like, what? <laughs> so it seen me in the back of my truck sleeping. And, Asher, uh, you got caught so, bro, red-handed, bro. You got caught red-handed. But uh, I was driving out of there, and I rolled down my window, like, as I was passing him. I was like, hey, man, thanks for not kicking me out. Thanks for not getting my truck towed. I really appreciate it. He's like, yeah, you're good, bro. I was like, all right, we're cool. And uh, so that was an interesting start to my morning because I was, you know, a little on edge. But anyways, and then, and then up, you had to go search for parking after that. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought it was going to be worse. So this is funny, bro. This is an observation I made about runners. So with most event parking, so like football games, concerts, basketball games, whatever it is, I think most spectators are trying to get the closest spot that they can. Right. Like they're trying to be as close to the event as they can be. But, bro, runners and other endurance athletes, they don't care if they have to park really far away and walk. Because I noticed that the parking lots that they had set up to, like, for the trials, they weren't even that full. Like, people were parking far out and, like, walking to the start line. So I parked probably a mile and a half away and walked. And I noticed that, you know, there were a number of other people that were near me. But anyways, um... The trials itself, they were. It was really fun to watch because you know it's a lot of those. It, it'd be just like going to like UTMB or, or uh, Western States or something like that, and seeing you know those big names run. And it's kind of like oh, you hear about them, you like see p- pictures and videos of them on the internet. But when you're there in person, it's like oh, like they're real people. And so, it was really cool to see. So I got to see the, the start of both the men and the women's race. That was awesome cool cool thing about the women's race is somewhat one of the women that had uh qualified she was actually like seven or eight months pregnant running this race dude and so when i mean when i mean the cheers were the loudest whenever she came around and she was like in second to last third to last bro the crowd went crazy whenever she came around because it was like she's a mom she's pregnant let's go yeah and uh so, man, it was just a lot of fun. Got to watch, you know, the finish of both. Um, met some really cool people. I saw a lot of, like, I guess, run it, like, Instagram. Um, yeah, pro- YouTube. Uh, in Like, running influencers. They were A lot of those guys were out there. Uh, so, it was cool just to see, you know, a lot of those people in person. And, yeah, had a great time. Traffic on the way back was pretty horrendous, too. Were you but, uh, listening? Were you were you repping Texas Outlaw merch? Yeah, dude. So I had my, I had my Texas Outlaw hat on. Yeah. I also had my. Uh, let's see. I had my Backland long sleeve tee on. That's a go. That one goes hard, dude. That's probably yeah. one of our coolest long sleeves we got. Yep. But yeah, I actually got to share the fact. So I, I met a guy there, and he might even be listening to this podcast. I don't know because I shared him. I shared with him that we you know we have a you know Brisson started a company and doing a podcast doing christian trail bros and this one and another one you know the main one um and uh anyways met him there young guy from alaska moved down to florida and we ended up going a long run to, uh, together yesterday 
just meeting up between the two places where we live. He lives in like Lakeland. I live in Tampa or St. Pete. And, um, turns out he's a Christian. I was like, dude, you know, God just put me in the right place in the right time. And it's all about just getting out there. I was thinking about this too. Like it's so much more worth it just to go out and experience something like that than to be like, uh, eh, I'll watch it on TV or whatever. But it was fun. Wow. Well, thanks for the, thanks for the great story, Asher. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Asher over here lying. Got caught red handed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a cool. Think, uh, no, no I was up? just saying, that's a cool build you got back of your truck. I remember you were sending me pictures of you welding it all together and stuff. And uh, yeah. that's a pretty cool build, dude. I kind of, yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's super <laughs> comfortable. Some people are like, oh, you don't get like claustrophobic in there. No. Nah, no factor. Yeah. 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 Nate Asher. Yeah. I've actually, as you know, I've been building out my trailer um, to have like electricity. I just put a heater in it. Now we got a fold up mattress for throwing in there. So it's good, big man. Yes, going, sir. Going all full sand on it, man. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't listen to our Christian Trail Bros podcast, I'm going to kind of give you a little recap of what's been going on lately. So um, if you guys want to listen to the story of me almost getting robbed, go listen to the, the late, latest episode of the Christian Trail Bros podcast. And that's also a podcast where we talk with Mike McKnight, the low carb or the no carb, maybe low carb runner. Yeah, controversial Michael McKnight, the winner of the Coca Dona 250. We got a podcast with him um, that released last week. So y'all listen to that. But um, I've been going through like these goals of mine um, of <laughs> like a schedule. And um, so I've been, I've been doing my six miles, six days a week lately. Um, and then hitting the gym, I don't know, three to five times a week. And honestly, bro, I can already tell a difference. And I'm honestly, to be to be quite honest with you, I'm I'm a lot, I'm a lot happier now, man. I um I think whenever I'm looking at online and stuff for so many years, you know, I felt like I've had to hit the standard that everybody else was at. Um, you know, you see all these people who are doing these big, you know, hundred mile races or whatever, and I just feel like I'd hit that standard. Um and obviously like one day that'd be great to do to be able to hit that hit that standard of running 100 miles but it's felt like a comparison game for the longest of time and honestly man i've like kind of let go and kind of uh, let myself stick to my own values and what's crazy man and this is pretty wild but um and obviously you know i'm young so i'm learning but i didn't realize how much our desires change as we get older and so um like compared to five years ago to now, like my desires are, they're, they're similar, but they're different. And so like right now I, I have the desire to want to, you know, stay healthy and active and fit. Um, but I don't have the desire to want to go run, you know, big, crazy, you know, hundred mile, hundred care races, if that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, I've kind of, I don't have that desire right now to, to be right. able to do that. And it's just kind of changed, man. Um, but I still, I still make it a goal to challenge myself every day because, uh, you know, I don't want to make decisions based off feelings and how I feel, right? Um, but for for some people, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, I don't have the desire to want to go run or I don't have the desire to want to go to the gym. And they're like these big unhealthy slobs, right? 
can't do that. You can't do that to that extent. Like I'm still staying healthy, active and fit. Um, and I'm still making sure I'm hitting at least that standard of to be a strong man, to be able to have endurance and to eat right, things like that. Um, but when it comes to doing things to the extreme, I think that's whenever you can kind of let your desires in a way control what you want to do um, at that level, once you hit that level. Um, and, you know, the Goggins mentality is... The Goggins mentality is, you know what? Let's let's just let's just do it anyways, regardless of what your desire is. You know, that's the Goggins mentality. But um, I'm 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 confident in the the decision I'm making and and still challenging myself, but also not having to go to the extremes. Um, there, this is really cool. So we just did this charity race, and there was this guy who's 21 years old, same age as me. He went and ran 100k. With, and he's never ran before. So he came to my race. I met him. And it was a two and a half mile loop. Which is mind boggling. You know. Um, you definitely got to stay present. But this dude ran from 8am. All the way till 5am. So like 21 hours hey. straight. Jeez. But he's never ran in his life. He doesn't run. He lifts and stuff. Like I can tell he's a fit guy. As far as he goes to the gym. But he hasn't really ran before. He ran out of injury K. And he had to go to work in like two days where he welds. I was like, dude, <laughs> you're going to be feeling it, man. But uh, that was really encouraging and neat to see, man, that like you can do 100K with no training. That's insane to me, man. But you really can. I mean, that just shows how much of a mind game it is. Yep. And how, it's, how it's a matter of the muscle of the mind. And it's very, very cool, man um to to see that and i've seen i mean i've seen this other guy who went and ran a 100 mile race with barely any training um it's not recommended by any means but it's possible so yep. if you're ever in a race and you are a consistent runner and you're doing let's say 100k i want you to remember that story i just told you how there was a guy who was who has never ran before and he finished 100k so if he did that you can finish so, That's right. Yeah, man. But uh, <clears throat> it was a cool weekend, man. I got to meet this guy named Mark. This guy named Mark, he has this uh, truck. And on the side of the truck, it says Runner's Church. And it's like <clears throat> wrapped on there as a wrap. And he was an interesting dude. He wrote a book. It was like a funny trail running book. It's like a, I don't even know what the word for it is. Um, he used a certain word, like a comedic book or something, but he was an interesting guy. He came out there, he attempted the hundred mile. He didn't meet the cutoff, but um, he's he's I like to call him a dinosaur because he's been around the block for a while. He's ran several several hundred mile races over the course of probably I don't know twenty thirty years or something like that. Uh, and this guy's really renowned, and he was a really cool guy. Um, so shout out to Mark. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but shout out to him. And if y'all have met him, y'all know how much of a cool character he is. But he wrote a cool book. Um, I think it's called Trail, Trail Running. Or no, it's called Running and Other Bad Habits. And I read that while they were out there running. Um, that was really cool. But yeah, man, so that was the weekend I had. So that was that was pretty cool. And that's kind of like my latest my latest goals and what I've been up to and kind of what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, man, that's what I got. So um, wait, tell me, 
tell me a little bit about what it was like being a more passive race director versus being like actively having to do stuff to be a passive race director yeah because you told me that this charity race you were kind of just like putting out the water oh really stay up all night with everybody i mean it's very similar to actually race directing a race so yeah this was the first race that i actually like um I had it to where it was free registration and I just provided water and they went and ran the loop. So it was different. Number one, I was not obligated to stay at night. I went home and slept in my bed. Um, so that was nice. And, um, I, I was still responsible though for them. So, you know, I left my race contact out there and stuff. And if anything happened, I was the one to respond. So it, even though it was a free race and I wasn't, it wasn't like a big race like I usually do. I still felt the same pressure that I feel from a regular race, even though it was just a free, hey, let's meet up and do it, which was kind of interesting and different. So that's how I felt, man. I felt I felt that it was very similar to actually putting on an actual race. And uh, it wasn't as much work by any means as far as physical labor, but it was just as mind mind boggling i guess you can call it because you're trying you're, you're constantly um thinking you know how are they doing you know is anyone hurt out there um things like that so yeah love it yeah, yeah. but yeah man but we about hit our dang time limit on this thing man yes sir uh, but if if y'all enjoyed listening to this episode I encourage you guys to join us again next Monday on shooting the bull and also leave a five-star rating. That'd be fantastic if you could do that. Um, and if you guys have any questions, topics, things you want us to talk about, email us Texas outlaw running at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about it or even talk to some of you. If you have any like cool stories or anything you want to share, email us and it'd be cool to talk to you. So um, we record these pretty early in the morning, so you should be able to make time for it. But with that being said, thank y'all for listening to this episode of Shooting the Bull. Asher? Happy trails, y'all. Happy trails, y'all. All All right, we'll see y'all next Monday.